All right, everyone, good afternoon. Monday, December 12th, 2022. It's the MBOB Daily Podcast. I am your host, as always, here on Monday afternoons, Adam Martin, joined by my friend and co-host here, Mr. Big Marcel. Marcel, lots to talk about, man, stemming from UFC 282. we got a lot to talk about with this card. Bellator, obviously, we'll recap that as well. It's a pretty good Bellator card. How's everything with you, man? How was your weekend? Um, I know the Netherlands, uh, they put up a good effort, Marcel. They almost came back and won. Um, tell me about that because I know that obviously you're a little sad they lost, but it was a good match, right? I mean, yeah, it was a good match, man. I thought honestly, that referee, fucking horrible dude. Uh, he <laughs> completely let that game go out of hand, but not just for for. I felt like he was really in favor of the Argentinians, but besides that, we we lost and we deserved to lose. So there's no problem in that at all, you know. But uh, I mean. If you give 19 yellow cards in the game, you're an idiot, you know? <laughs> it's, it's just like, it, it, it just got out of hand. Even after the after the game, it got out of hand, you know, backstage and stuff. So, yeah, uh, too bad, you know. I, I I told you before, I thought that we will go out in the quarterfinals against Argentina before the tournament. And it happened because both both uh, teams or both uh, countries uh, went first first place in their group, and they they face each other in the quarterfinals. So yeah, I mean, but it's a fun World Cup, man. Lots of surprises. I mean, France. I, I expected France to be in the semis. I expected Argentina to be in the semis. Croatia. I had them out going out in the quarterfinals, so that's that's a surprise. And then Morocco. I had them out and going out in the group stage, so that's a big surprise. <laughs> yeah, no, it was definitely surprising. Got a couple guys in the chat. George, one of our favorites, including his of course. Uh, congrats. Yeah, Marcel, 60,000 followers. That's insane, man. That's crazy. Thank you. Yeah. I think I've been stuck at like, oh, I'm at 12 now. I got 12. I don't even care about it, honestly. It's cool, though. Like, obviously, people yeah. follow me, but like, I never expected to get more than like, when I started, I mean, even a thousand was like a lot, right? Now you're at 60. It's, but but that's 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 what it is. You know, you know last last year, we were, I was like, uh, I was trying to, uh, not trying, it sounds like I'm really trying, but I was uh, at at the 30k you know i just reached 30k last year and now it's 60 so uh, people always tell me man it's so hard already to get 1k or 2k oh you got 60. believe me man at a certain moment it keeps rolling for some reason you know because yeah. when i had like 100 or 200 followers it took me almost i think a year maybe more than a year to go to 800 or 900. it's crazy you know it's really yeah. weird yeah but that's oh, for works. sure it's awesome though man i'm happy for you yeah, thanks. Doug Crosby scored a 54-5-2. We'll talk about him as well. He's that 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 dickhead is going to get his name mentioned a few times in this podcast. <laughs> at least he would have had the right winner if he did that time when he scored for Argentina. You know, <laughs> that's funny. All right, I say let's get into it, man, because there's a lot to talk about. So UFC 282 recap, guys. Obviously, um, very interesting night of fights. I mean, you know, Marcel, you start off with ten straight finishes. Like it looked, it was honestly at that point. I mean, how was it not card of the year? You had 10 straight finishes. Like, when have you ever seen that? It's that's rare. And then the last two fights just completely took the, the wing out of the sails. Just, <laughs> just disgusting. And it's like, we're not even talking about the, the rest of the fights anymore. That's that's the sad part about this. So, you yeah, think like is. so many good performances on this card, we'll get into all of them, but like, we're just talking about the, the shit judging again. Yeah. What's up, Joseph? Adam Marcel thoughts on Ankle head coach lasting day away after the draw. We'll talk about that as well. What's up, Sergio? Do you think Gordon got robbed? We're going to talk about that in a second here, man. <laughs> let's start with the main event, though, obviously, and then we'll work our way down. We'll start with the main event. Obviously, we're going to talk yeah. about Kimberly and Gordon in a minute. But let's talk about Blahovitz and Ankolaev. Yeah. Um, you know, it was a competitive fight, Marcel, honestly. More mm -hmm. competitive than I thought. I'll, I'll say that right now. You know, I thought Ankolaev would honestly win pretty easily, and it wasn't like that at all. Um, the scorecards are interesting for this one. I don't think this one's a robbery. I don't I don't agree with the scorecard because I did score for Ankolaev. I do think he won uh, three to three to two. And you could probably give him that 10-8 in the fifth, you know? So I, I think that he should have won the fight. But at the same time, I don't hate giving Blahovitz the first three rounds because they were really close competitive rounds on the feet. So I don't hate that. And Mike Bell was one of the judges who gave it. And I gave him the benefit of the doubt, Marcel. He is a great judge. So I kind of feel like, you know, we've always talked about how good he is. We're not going to go and, and go against him because maybe we were against this call. It really came down to that one round him, for him. The problem I have with this one is... Uh, like it, some of the, like the Derek Cleary guy scored the third round for, uh, for Blahovitz. Like how? Like that's or sorry for Ankle Live. Excuse me. How Marcel? How? That doesn't make sense. You know. So if you look at the individual scorecards, they don't really make sense. Again, 
I thought Ankolev won, guys, because I thought he won the first round, but it was pretty close. So I don't think it's like a robbery. I do think the wrong fighter won. Jan even kind of said that he didn't feel like he won. He did say he felt like a draw was fair. I don't know, man. It's just a mess. And now you have a draw, and then Dana White got pissed, and then they booked Jamal Hill versus Glover Teixeira, which is crazy, right? Like an hour after this fight, Dana's like, "Fuck this, we're doing another fight now for the for the belt." Don't blame him. Dana hated the fight. It's funny how Dana hated this fight, but he didn't hate the Gordon and Pimblet fight. You know, that fight <laughs> was garbage, and we're talking about that in a second. But Pimblet's performance night. was garbage. I'm just saying it was terrible. Fight of the night. Yeah, they, it, I'm <laughs> sure Dana wanted to give them a bonus too. Just give me your thoughts on the main event, though. Like again, I had a three to two Frank Alive, and I do think you can argue a ten eight in the, in the fifth. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I don't know. What do you think? Just give me your thoughts. First round, I gave it to Magomed Ankalaev. It was a close round, the first round, definitely, but I gave it to Magomed. Second round, the most clear round for Jan, in my opinion, with yep. a lot of leg kicks, uh, or Ankalaev barely could stand on his feet. I got to say the third round. Blauwitz started very good, you know, but Ankalaev kind of took over in the last last part of the round, you know, so... 50-50, I can see it going to Blahovic, no problem. He did the most damage in that round, you know? So you go 2-1 Ankel, uh, to Blahovic. Fourth round, clear Ankalaev. Fifth round, clear Ankalaev. So for me, it was 3-2. I don't gave a 10-8 round in the fifth round. So for me, it was 3-2 for uh, Ankalaev. And Mike Bell, you know, I saw uh, Andy Hickey. He was uh, posting uh, a graphic earlier today on Twitter with uh, the most descended judge. And Michael Bell was on top. Uh, if you look, he had he had the most descended scorecards. But if you look at the scorecards, five of those seven, no, let's say five, there were eight where he was the descendant judge, two were draws. I put that out of the way. So six of those scores were split decisions. Five, I agree with him. There was one that was Puna Soriano, maximum of his score for Puna. And even that fight was, so you could score for Puna. You know, so in my opinion, he's still the best judge. You know, and he scored for yep. Blahovic. I don't agree with him, but I can see how he's how he looks at it. You know, so I I've, I'm okay with it. The thing that really pissed me off, actually, and I was kind of shocked by it, was afterwards Dana and you say an hour after it was ten minutes afterwards, if, I, if I'm correctly, he's going to the press conference. Yeah, what do you do now? You do Glover Teixeira versus Jamal Hill in January in Rio de Janeiro. I was like, dude, what the hell? And he's like, done, done deal. I was like, okay. A, super disrespectful to Blahovic and Ankalaev. B, even more disrespectful to Anthony Smith, who was working for the UFC at that moment when he right. announced that. And he took Jamal Hill as his opponent away just, just because he wants to make a fight. Third, super disrespectful to Moreno Figueiredo for... You know who was supposed to headline the main the main card the main event, but he's still super hesitant to make those flyweight fights to headline. Although Moreno and Figueiredo proved before that they definitely can carry a card, and I think definitely in Brazil with a lot of Brazilian fighters on it. You know, and also, I think they really wanted to make up with Glover Teixeira. That's what I think. You know. And it would be, it was very convenient that in their minds, I don't think it was necessary, but in their minds, they needed the main event above that flyweight title fight. So they were like, Teixeira, who can we do next? Now, nah, Blachowicz, not, not, we don't want that fight. Uh, Ankalaev, Dana probably think Ankalaev lost because he was zoned out after the third round, he said. Yeah. So he went with Jamal Hill. But just doesn't make sense to me. Listen, man, I'm happy yeah. for Glover. I'm happy for Jamal that they got the chances. But it doesn't make sense. And it actually, if you look back at it even more, it's even more disrespectful to the paying customer who paid $75, $80 for a pay-per-view in the U.S. with a so-called title fight in the main event. And then it's a draw, and the UC doesn't give a shit anymore about that fight and just saying, like, oh, this is just a normal fight, not a title fight anymore. We don't do a rematch. So that's also disrespectful to your viewer. You know what I mean? It's yeah. just Dana White being a tool-back idiot like he's always is, you know, and he's, he's came. sorry, I have to say this, and... Uh, He's, he was acting like a little kid again, you know. He was very happy at the press conference. Alex Buyunin asked him one legit question, and he's starting to cry again like a little baby. Listen, man, the thing is with Dana White, and I'm going to say it for once and for all, dude did an amazing job with building the UFC from where it's where he started at UFC 33, I think, you know. He's done. Dude is completely done. He missed. He lost the plot, you know. 
normal people, when you're at your 80, 85, you kind of getting a little bit, you know, you kind of get a little bit childish again. He gets it at around his 50th already. You know what I mean? It, it's just doesn't make sense anymore. And it's also bad for the sport, in my opinion, what he's doing. And I understand fully that Blahovic and Ankalaev are not happy with this at all, you know. And Ankalaev definitely, in my opinion, I think if you ask 100% of the people, I think 85% of people will say Ankalaev won. You know what I, what I mean? Why is he not in the next title fight? Does yeah, it, make sense? it should obviously be Ankalaev and Glover. I mean, that's yeah, should, that should be the fight. I, you know? I'm for sure. If they would ask Ankalaev, can you fight next month in Brazil? You know, and he is not. He is not. The, how do you say that? Uh, suspended. You know, by 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 the by the commission or whatever. For sure, he will fight Teixeira next month. You know, why wouldn't he do that? Yeah. You know, so it's just stupid. It's just Dana White's ego again, and I'm getting sick of it. I'm sorry to say. That's okay. I knew you're going to rant today. I'm going to go on one of the next fights. So, <laughs> get some comments here. John, what's up, man? Was ever thinking I could score the first round wrong main event? Maybe a draw was the best card. I don't hate a draw either. Like, because again, that first round was close. And if you score the, the fifth, like 10 8 is probably a good scorecard. Looking back at it, I probably should have had a 48 46 too, because Jan did nothing that round, you know? So, either way, though, I, I did think Ankle barely won that first won the fourth and fifth, so I had him winning the fight. So, you know what I mean? Like, that 10-8 didn't matter really on my scorecard because I, I still had him as the winner. Hmm. But if you did score the first three for him, it, you know, you have that choice to make. Like, do you score a draw? And obviously one of the judges with Sal Diamato, he scored in your draw. I don't – Sal's scorecards are usually pretty bad too, but, like, I don't – I didn't – I don't think it was, like, the worst one because, again, I think there's an argument for 10-8. Let me get some more comments here. Dana screwed Smith out of his fight. Even as an analyst, you can mean nothing to Dana. Dana loves the numbers Patty brings in. He's going to love every Patty fight from here on out. Glover's the big winner. He sure was. He was, yeah. On Ariel's and Jamal Hill. And hey, Marcus, what's up? On Ariel's show today, Jamal Hill said he got the call to fight Glover and Jay before Inklav and Yon left the cage. This has to be pre planned for the offer so fast. Most likely, yeah. Feel bad for Inklav. Yeah, me too. Inklav did not make any friends with the post fight interview. No, he didn't. I mean, Dana White, I'm sure, and the UFC were too happy with some of his comments because I think I can't remember who asked him at the presser, but they were like, you know, this he doesn't want to fight in the UFC anymore. He's like, I don't care. Like, uh, like this guy's one of the best fighters. Not only that, but he saved the card in a way because, like, these and him, and him and Yon, they stepped to t up to fight five rounds on extremely short notice, right? Like, mm -hmm. and obviously they're going to do it because the Dalton line. I'm just saying, like, yeah. they they could have both said no. You know what I mean, Marcel? Like, anyways, um, so that happened. Uh, is there anything else you want to talk about the main event, or you want to you want to go on to? Uh, yeah, I want to reply to uh, George Gennaro's comment. Mm -hmm. Um. The thing is, man, when you feel you got robbed from, I, I think Uncle Life obviously feels he got robbed from the belt. You know, he got upset uh, about it, and he said, and he also he also said like, the the interpreter wasn't right what he said. You know, he said I don't want to fight in Nevada anymore. Yeah. He didn't say I want to leave the UFC. Thank you, you for know? calling so, me interpreter, by the way. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I always remember that now because you always. Tell I know me, so. it's still bothering all these like really you know important people call it a translator yeah anyways we've talked about that but yeah translating for words and interpretations for for uh, verbal yeah so i'm sorry for written i should say anyways um let's go to the let's go to the co-main event let's just let's get into it okay <laughs> i mean to me this is one of the worst robberies i've ever seen i mean that's the honest truth <laughs> i don't think it's hyperbole i really don't like i think this is one of the worst decisions in ufc history there's no way in fucking hell patty Kilmer won this fight i had a three to three to zero for gordon <laughs> me too yeah, I mean, I guess you can give the second round to Pimblet, maybe. Maybe, you know, but I, these scorecards are fucked. Like, I'm looking at them right now. Two Pimblet first rounds. Ron McCarthy, that's John McCarthy's son. And then the other one was Douglas Crosby. He's a piece of shit, Douglas Crosby. Worst judge in, in MMA by far. Honestly, Marcel, there's got, there's got to be, like, corruption going on behind the scenes, guys. There has to be. Like, there has to be. There's no way these judges can be this bad. Um, we all knew the UFC wanted Pimblet to win. I'm not saying the UFC Nestor is involved in itself, but something's going on. Something fucking smells bad. There's so much going on right now in 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 the sport, like controversy with the controversies. And to me, Marcel, like when you see a, a scorecard, like three, sorry, it's not just one score; it's three. Three scorecards are wrong. Yes, you saw the message I sent to you from John McCarty to Ron McCarty. Where? I am in the Discord chat with, uh, for uh, by James. When? When did you send it? Uh, it, like a few minutes, like a, like a half an hour ago. You gotta scroll a little bit to to the to about. Right now. Okay, John McCarthy said my son was one of the judges. He asked me. I said you got that wrong. I thought Gordon won twenty nine twenty eight. These, these 
this can happen when you're just sitting there. You're getting the crowd responding to it and Patty does something. There's times where you're not seeing the angle, but you're hearing the reaction of the crowd and the influencer. And I think they got influenced by what the crowd was into. I'm glad John called his son out. I mean, that's respectable. Yeah. You know, he yeah. said, hey, he got it wrong. You know, this Douglas Crosby dickhead, I don't think he's ever spoken <laughs> to the media. This guy's a piece of shit. He's ruined so many careers. Like, I just feel bad. For, and then Dana, Dana, and then there's so much to talk about this, but like Dana going to the press conference and I hated Gordon's game plan. What kind of game plan was this? Dude, the guy did enough to win. Again, you look at NBA decisions. I'll pull it up right now, Marcel. Um, you know, I'm a, I'm a nice guy, but the one guy who scored it for uh, for Pimblet is not a – this guy's a dick. I mean, he's been a dick to me on Twitter. <laughs> no, he's a dick. Okay. He's been a dick to me on Twitter. I'm sure maybe someone will send this to him. I don't really care, dude. Like, you were nothing but mean to me whenever we interacted on Twitter, and your scorecard sucked, bro. Look at every other media member had it for Gordon. And you look at the fan scorecards, too. That's the thing, Marcel. I'll tell you right now, I look at Emerson's all the time. Obviously, I know the guy. I hung out with him for that Glover share card with uh, with Yearman. I was in Halifax. We walked the card together. Usually, he gets maybe like 20, 30 scorecards for fans. 2,000 scorecards. And look, Marcel, like 90% of the fans scored it for, for Gordon. Yeah. And 30-27, the, the most scored card, you see? Yes, and most of the media. Well, I guess there was a little split, but yeah. No, I mean the fans. Yeah, yeah I know what you're saying. And then the media too, right? Like, yeah. um. Yeah. <laughs> it's just a joke. I mean, this is doesn't make any sense, Marcel. Does this make sense to you? Like, what the hell's going on here? I mean, uh, we'll watch. I was watching the fight, and uh, I saw three, uh, three. Uh, how do you say that? Uh, the three rounds. I think the first two rounds were were for Gordon, and the third round as well. You know, um, I was kind of, I was kind of surprised. So. Um, yeah, uh, what, what can I say else, you know? Uh, yeah, what the hell, man? <laughs> My niece is banging at the door trying to get in, but I tell her I do a podcast. <laughs> She's like, Uncle, let me in. I'm like, no, <laughs> go away. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. No, no worries. Um, yeah, I, I expected the... I thought Pimblet lost the fight. I thought Gordon won, clearly. You know, that's Easily. what I thought. And still, when they were going to read the scorecards, in the back of my mind, I had something like... Are they gonna give it to Pimblet? I thought it you might know? be a split. I was thinking maybe one was one will have a bad scorecard, but all three of them having a bad scorecard Crazy. is just fucked. Marcel, there's gotta be corruption going on. These guys are getting paid off or something. Like, how how is this possible? Guys, yeah, how is it possible? What what's the I mean and it's the what look just look at the Twitter, you know, from from fighters, you know. All fighters. I saw Twitter off said yeah. it was bullshit, bad judging, bad scoring. Every uh, fighter. I know. That's what I'm saying. And then you have these fucking moron judging apologists saying, well, this, it's not that bad and it's understandable why they said, fuck off. Like, go fuck yourselves. Like, this, this is a horrible scorecard. Oh. You fucked Jared Gordon out of one of the biggest wins of his career. You fucked him out of 50% of his paycheck. Yeah. All, all to get this guy Pimbley to win. And Marcel, I think Pimbley got exposed. He's a fraud. He's not even that good, man. I'm sorry, but he's not. He, uh, for me, he couldn't get by a, t a guy who's not even a top 15 fighter. What would happen if you fought a top 15 guy like a Demiris Magulov or Armin Sertsu? Uh, we'll talk about the next podcast. Team rolled. I'm not surprised, not at all. You know, I said it from the beginning. The dude fought three guys. He got yeah. three good wins. Don't get me wrong. He yeah, got tagged in. He got tagged in two of the three fights. You yeah. know, and. He's yep. he's talking a big big game, but he ain't that good, you know. He no. is just an average fighter with with a big personality, you know, yeah. but an average fighter. And um, book him against anybody in the top fifteen, he gets smashed, you know. I, I want to pull up the stats for this fight too, by the way. I want to look at the stats. Let me get the comments and I'll pull up the stats because. I... And I want to say something about these judges' apologists. Can you they can you hear that by the way or no? Can you hear? Yeah, a lot. Okay, I gotta get her out of here. Just I'm gonna get her. <laughs> I keep talking. Sorry, guys. No problem. So uh yeah, I mean that's really annoying, man. That the judges uh the judges apologies on Twitter, it really bothers me because um they're always trying to be like, yeah, I feel like they're trying to be edgy, you know. Everybody knows that they don't please thank you. Please. No, no, you got to go, please. Sweetie, um, I, I can't do my show. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> my apologies, man. This I, I, this has never happened. I don't think. No, 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 definitely not. <laughs> Sorry, guys. I, I apologize. I my, 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 She's trying my to get in here. She wants to go on camera and stuff, but I told her no, go away. <laughs> I apologize, guys. My my apologies. Um, what are you gonna do, the kids, right? Yeah, so. of course. But but these these guys who keep uh, how do you say that uh, apologize for the judges on Twitter? It's so annoying, dude. I mean, I really have to. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, this comment's funny. Put her in a guillotine, quiet her down. <laughs> I, I really have to keep myself uh, quiet to not re react to them. You know, I don't really do want to do that. But uh, y'all know who we're talking about, you know, if you're on Twitter. So <laughs> I don't even have to call names. You got like two or three who are always uh, defending the judges. And then you got one, may are you got one uh, president of the judges' apologists. <laughs> and I, I can't even see this the guy they're anymore. Just, they're all just, I also all, follow them when I followed them two years they're ago. They're all just a bunch of idiots. I mean, they're just come on. This was the like, this 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 decision's garbage. Like it's when I I mean for me like I still think that like the Ross Pierce like actually it reminds me of that fight Ross Pierce and Diego Sanchez when I think a guy wins three nothing and the other guy wins. You know, most people thought that Ross won that fight three nothing. Yeah. Remember this like, hey. again, Marcel. I think this. I do hundred percent. This is a robbery, and I think it's one of the worst robberies ever. I really do. Adam, what? did you see one English person on Twitter saying that it was a robbery? Well, uh, maybe they're, they're one... a lot. Not saying everyone, but a lot of them are biased. Especially the journalists. I find the uh, British really journalists are very bad, biased. Man. Yeah, I, very I biased, really... man. I just think you got to call it like it is. Like I think a lot yeah. of the journalists in the sport. I hate to say it because I'm, you know, I'm, I am media, but I'm not like I'm not. I'm not as involved in the media as I once was, obviously. Like, I have a job outside of them now, mm -hmm. so I, I feel like I could say, like, more things about it. But, like, I'm just disappointed. You know, I was really disappointed at the press conference, too. It took him, like, 20 minutes for someone to ask about the judging. Like, what the fuck? How does it take that long to ask about the judging? It should have been the first fucking question. Like, like John John Morgan, and John's a nice guy, but he's throwing these, like, layup questions to Dana White. Like, what are we learning from, the, like, some of these questions? Like, like ask the about the judging. Ask about the controversy. Like, who cares if Dana gets pissed? And by the way, people are like, oh, they're just scared that Dana's going to pull their way their access. It's not, it's not going to happen. You can ask no. about the judges. It's not like Dana scored the fight. But you know, you, not, not not John Morgan, but some random people I don't know asking, Dana, oh, what an amazing event. Sold out house. Oh, I know. Uh, I, know. I, I, oh, only, I only brought John because he gets the first question. I like John. Yeah. He's a really good, yeah, he's one too. of the best journalists. I think he, you know, he should have won. Um, journalist of the year more than one. I think he's won it once. He should have won it more than once, you know, during yeah. the years. He's a very good journalist. I'm just saying, he gets the first question. The first question should have been about the pamphlet decision. I agree. If I no agree. ifs, ands, or buts. It, yeah. it should, and I, again, watching it, I'm pulling my hair out thinking, why is no one asking this question? You know, and then our boy Alex finally asked a tough question about, I think he was asking about Connor, and Dana gets super Connor Chandler, yeah. Chandler and Connor, Dana gets pissed, even though he's the one that said it. Yeah, and uh, I mean, you got like, listen, like I said, yeah, like you said as well. John Morgan's a good, a good, a good journalist, you know. Yeah. But you got like sixty percent doormats out of there, you know, who are always Dana, get, great event. Get, Thank you for great. bringing it back to yeah. Las Vegas. Great yeah, he's event. always there. <laughs> I, I, like, fuck off! Like, why are you That's fucking so up, to me, dude? Imagine, Thank I'm you listening. for being at the event, doing your job. Like, what the yeah. hell? What's listen, going on here? I'm gonna go I, thank I, my boss for being at work today. Thank you so much for having me at work. I really appreciate it, man. Thank you so much, guys. Like, what man. an absolute joke. Like, yeah, the event was good. Dana is the boss of the UFC. We all know that. He plays an important role in the sport, but it's the fighters at the end of the day you're putting on the fights. You know, I'm watching right? this, I'm watching this bullshit at 8 30 a.m. in the morning without any sleep. And then some bozo journalist who I don't call an MMA journalist comes out with Dana. It's great to be at this event. An amazing fights to amazing fights today. Um, I'm sure this was a sellout. Uh, how glad are you to have another event in front of so many people? Shut the fuck These up. Questions are awful. Home. They don't. They don't Bitch. add anything. You're not learning anything. Anyways, let me get some comments here. Oh boy, I knew we were gonna freak out about this, but for all three judges, his Glenn's comment for all three discord pamphlet it looks corrupt. Either that or MMA, every MMA fan in me has no idea about the rules, which makes it worse. That's the thing, Glenn. Like 99% of the fans of me who scored it for Gordon and scored it easily for him don't know what they're talking about, but these three fucking retards know how to score the fights better than the rest of us. <laughs> Screw off. There's corruption going on, man. There has to be. Pimlet should be wearing a baklava and gloves. That was completely robbery. Completely agreed. Even James Cross was shot by the decision. Yeah, I'm sure James had it, uh, the Pimlet decision prop in his Discord. 
Yeah, this Tabatello 50-45. We'll talk about that. But that was, the, you know, Martel, first time in UFC history, the loser of fight was scored 50-45. Bellator. Yeah. Can you fucking believe that? By Doug Crosby. And then they fly this guy across the, 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 the country to Vegas. This <laughs> dude gets paid. And these people are like, oh, they don't pay these guys enough. Fuck off. This guy definitely made more than we did this last yeah. week. He got to go to Mohegan Sun, and he got to go to Las Vegas and watch great fights up close and personal. How does it not get better than that? Ugh. Tired of this. No coincidence. Judges appear every event. No blue blood coming in. They're all covering each other's asses and taking the brown envelopes. I don't think he's wrong. There's corruption going on. Contrast. I like you guys called the obvious corruption going on. Most journalists are scared to acknowledge it. I don't know why they're so scared, dude. But it's clear there's something fucking fishy going on behind the the uh, scenes. Patty's performance. Why Dana was mad. Where's Patty's urgency or plan B? He looked terrible. His worst performance. The FT. Yeah, I know, right? The, the, even uh, my niece was uh, was upset about the uh, the scorecard. Yeah, I understand. <laughs> you saw Dana high fiving the bar stool guys. That was weird too. That I saw that video. He's like Dana looked like nervous, and then he goes like, "Okay, you guys won." Like, why did he care? Like, why did why does he care so much? Like, he, you're not controlling the decision. I call this the apologist the criterion for sure. Like people say Patty won or bar stool employees. I mean, it sure seems like it, right? So I put ten on Gory and Clive both win by decision. You should have probably uh, won that decision. By yeah. the way, it was a funny tweet floating around. It's like. If Patty and O'Malley fought, they would both get their hands raised. <laughs> <laughs> Marcel's a goat. Sure is. Kroos goes to prison and get audited, which is worse. Kroos is fucked. We've talked a lot about Kroos the last few weeks. He's completely screwed. Even Dana White was talking. Remember, Marcel, you saw the uh, federal yeah. prison now? They're talking about for Kroos. Dude, he's going to jail. You know that, right? Like, he's going yeah, to jail. Yeah, I, I follow it. Yeah. He's fucked, dude. He screwed himself. The, uh, Alberta had the the thing. They, back, they've overturned right? it. Ontario hasn't yet. Again, I can't bet You're on. Waiting it. for it. Right? I went ten and two on the weekend or whatever it was like, yeah. or nine or yeah, right. There's a draw. Nine, yeah, got, nine and two. Sorry, nine two and one should have been ten and two. I, I think got, you you had ten and one and one. You actually did the you did great. Good job. Yeah, it's self so wrong and the main yeah. event I had wrong. Yeah. Well, you didn't get it wrong. I mean, who's gonna pick a draw? Like you get it back early. You know, no one's gonna. Well, I mean, you could pick a draw, I guess, but that would be crazy. Um. Anything else you want to talk about, or should we go through the rest of the card? I mean, we're, we're 30 minutes in. We've been crazy about this last two cards. And, and I think Justify, you know. Yeah, I justified. mean, I, I think this is also where why people have tuned in to hear us about these two fights. I do think so, too, for sure. Yeah. Um, let's get some more comments. You think it's score draw because people hammered a live line, Mega Man, and call- Dude, I, I actually was thinking about this, too. During the, I can't remember, someone, someone sent me uh, their screen capture. They got plus 275. I think it was that true guy who's here a lot. I think it was him. He was on Discord and James's Discord. Mm-hmm. And like, that's a great live line. And here's the other thing. And I was listening to another podcast. They were talking about how like the commentators talk about the betting lines, like, and the judges are kind of close to them too. Like they are, they kind of know about the betting odds. That's kind of weird, right? Like in the NFL, the commentators, I think are above, like they're in a press box, for instance. But even in the NFL, they don't ever talk about the betting odds. Remember, yeah. like, this team is a minus seven point favorite. They never say that until the end of the game. They might be like, some of you guys that have some money on the on this game might be like, really paying attention to this play because, like, you know, a team might cover the spread or whatever. But they'll never explicitly say this line is like this. It's just the UFC, they're in bed with gambling, but at the same time, the gambling is very controversial. Anyway, yeah. I, I do think that's a good point, though. I don't know. I got to ask you something, right, about this. Now you're bringing this up. Dana is like, uh, also in press conference, he was talking about the gambling, and he's like, yeah, you, you, what do you think, betting on your own fight or betting as a coach? It doesn't look good. I'm like, dude, you're pretty much in bet with gambling, you know? You you advertise it almost everywhere. You know, you have your even their own show over yep. there with gambling. I mean, what... <laughs> You talk about it the whole damn time, and then you expect other guys to not talk about it. You know, obviously, when and, and you know, betting is big. You know, in every sport. You know, and also in MMA. So it, it makes sense. You know, and Dana's just like uh, acting like uh, how, how like uh, oh, not my fault that is getting involved here. Not my fault, dude. You're pretty much advertising it the whole damn time with minus this plus this. You know. And also, I think during the Paddy Gordon fight, I think Paddy was still the favorite during that whole fight, which I saw in the, how do you say that? It was still a minus 140 the whole damn yeah. time. So, yeah. I don't know. It's weird, man. But I do think it's a point. I mean, like, I don't know. Like, it's just, it's just something's wrong. Like, some, it doesn't seem right, guys. It's it's fucked up. For more comments, here's a comment from Andrew. What's up, Andrew? And Rockwell Christians, Paddy had about what scores in game, <clears throat> game playing with the exact opposite of the judge that scored. I know. Isn't that funny? Because Dana's like, what was he doing in the third round? Well, Gordon actually needed a finish at that point because two of the judges had him down to 2018 anyways. 
How could you watch that fight and then going to the third round say Gordon needs to finish to win this fight? Like, there's no way. There's no way, Marcel. It doesn't make sense. Yeah. Ah. Yeah, we'll talk about Ponzi in a second too. That was a crazy fight too. How much of a stretch is the athletic commission and gambling commissions working together? I don't know if it's a gambling commission, but like you're talking about the gambling operators like DraftKings, etc. I don't know. I mean, like, I don't know if like I mean, listen, honestly, at this point, I guess there, you can't write anything off, especially after the close thing. But yeah, with uh, the recent withdrawals announced during the card, maybe think USC doing favors with DraftKings. You're saying at the end of the like how they're like for instance like like. Uh, Derek Lewis, for instance, like they waited so long. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. Mark Matoy and Eric Nixick are, are way more coaches at bet fights. They're saying that way more coaches at bet fights. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think a lot of coaches have been on fights. I think the I don't think necessarily like again, it's not like they should have been, but at the same time, like until recently, they didn't really ban it, Marcel, until like a month ago, you know, like because the thing is people were doing it, like you pull your phone out, you make a bet, like no one mm-hmm. really cared, you know. It's because Kraus was going way beyond of what he should have been doing. That's what happened. Uh, let Let's be honest, man. If if somebody, a coach or a fighter, bets on fights, and they are not like uh, posing with it or showing it to everybody, nobody gives a damn, and nobody knows pretty much, you know. But it was like there are some like really open about it. It's like, yeah, I bet this and that, that, and you should do that. It's not not a good look, you know what I mean? I agree. So. Uh, yeah, I mean, you shouldn't be like too open about it. Yeah, you can be. I mean, do it, do it in a good way, but don't be like, don't go to the internet and say like, oh, I'm a this and I do that. I'm being a coach, you know. If you're if you're a handicapper or you're whatever, you know, you can do that, you know. But not if you're a coach, in my opinion. I agree with that. But if you do it, be smart, you know. I agree. I agree. Um, Pimblet uh, flipped a plus one eight was really late in the third. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't see that. I don't. I can't look at uh, UFC odds and DraftKings right now because the Ontario band. Um, if open scoring was a thing, people riot when they hypothetically see the scorecards after round two. Yeah, I, I know what you're saying, Andrew. I, I, like again, people are like, open scoring is a solution. How is that solving anything? The scorecards are already in, and they're imagine, wrong. How does it solve ima- anything? Imagine it goes. It's 2018 with open scoring for Paddy, and Gordon has to go for broke, and Paddy knocks him out because Gordon has to go for broke. Yeah. Then it's influenced by that scorecard. I agree. Know, with that that's open that's a good point. That's a really good point, actually. Yeah, I didn't think about that. Satira Frank, your fight ready as a betting podcast. I, I I think he stopped doing it. Maybe I'm wrong, but I know he did have one, and yeah. it's actually a pretty good podcast. But yeah, I don't mm-hmm. know if he's still doing it anymore. Um, cares long. I agree with this guy too. I think you. I think you should be able to. Like I've I agree. said, like fighters should be able to bet themselves. Even your coaches, like. I didn't. I, there was not a problem, guys. You have to understand. For years, people were doing that. For years, until last month, when Crow or a couple months ago, when Crow went on Ariel's show and was like openly talking about, you know, I want to take over people's betting accounts. And then obviously, it looks like, I mean, well, let's just say obviously, allegedly, excuse me, that's what I meant to say. Allegedly, looks like he bet against his own guy. I mean, that you're breaking a cardinal rule when that happens, right? When you're betting against your own fighter, that's just wrong, you know. And we we don't know what exactly would happen yet. We're gonna find out. Quinn's talking about the, the snooker corruption for betting. Yeah, there's a lot of corruption in other sports, like tennis. Basketball used to have a, a referee that was shaving points um, for gambling purposes. I mean, there's a lot of corruption goes on, guys. Like, And why would we ever think MMA was immune to it? And again, Bro. when you see a decision like that, it just it smells it so what, bad, man. Something what what about – I mean, the FIFA World Cup. Yeah. The, 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 why you, go, you guys call it soccer, we call it football. That FIFA is one of the most corrupt organizations in the world, you know? Um, how the hell you get a, a World Cup to Qatar? You know that 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 old president, the blotter guy, um, he uh, he he got it there, and now he said during the tournament he's not not he's not president anymore. He's like, yeah, we should have never been to there. Yeah, dude, you already took a lot of money to get it there. You know, so I mean, and I don't have any problem. It can be there. I don't give a shit. You know, but uh, don't don't try uh, to act like you're innocent. You know. <laughs> no, I know you're saying. <laughs> Excuse me. Of course, I made a word for everyone, for sure, especially in Ontario. Okay. I, I, I honestly, let's just move on. Let's move on. Because um, <laughs> we don't we don't have a ton of time left in the podcast. <laughs> Only crutch I believe Kroos has is when he was on the ESPN betting show for credibility. I mean, the guy, like, knows the sport. Like, I think he had some good takes. I used to listen to his podcast with James and Nick. Like, I think he did a good job. And it's just, again, you know, guys, he just got greedy. That's what happened. All right, let's go to the next fight here. Marcel, Alex Bordeaux gets knocked out in the third round after winning the first two rounds. I feel bad for him, man. I mean, he was clearly winning that fight, and he just gets clipped. You know, good for Santiago, obviously. Huge knockout when he needed this. Marcel kind of kind of saved his career. I mean, he had lost. 
it'd be four losses in the last five fights. He gets the win now. You've got some momentum. He's winning all these bonuses lately too. Morono, Dana White said they paid him his show, uh, win money, excuse me. Uh, in addition to the show, obviously, they paid him his win bonus because they appreciate him stepping up a show notice, and he put on a great fight. Um, I don't really feel like his stock drops too much. It's just he got clipped. It happens, you know. His chin has never been that good. He's been knocked out a few times now in the UFC. Um, but, man, you know, I kind of feel bad for Marcel because he, he's winning the whole fight. Also, you got to feel bad for people that bet on the over in this fight because it's one second away from going over, right? Like, that's crazy, eh? Like, it's – and that's another thing I'm thinking, like, the referee stops it then. Like, sometimes they wait an extra second, you know, Marcel? Like, does that ever play in the fact, too? Like, where they're recording the official knockout? Like, I don't know. Like, all everything's just making you really good there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But anyways, uh, fun fight. Santiago gets the win. Any quick thoughts? Good week for Argentina, right? <laughs> yeah, I just wanted to say, I was hoping it would have been the only Argentinian winning on Saturday, you know? But he wasn't. Nope. Um, <laughs> First two rounds, Morono, very good. Uh, By the way, one but, judge had it tied. I don't agree with that. I, I, Morono won the first two rounds. I know. I know. I think we should have shit on his face. But, um, uh, yeah, I, I think uh, Morono definitely won the first two rounds. They really looked good, but he had all, he had, it was a four-days four notice fight, you know. And Ponsonibio, coach, his coach said, like, you're behind two rounds. Go for it. Finish this guy. And he did it. He has the tools to do it, and he did it. So respectable, good for Ponzinibbio. This fight really showed me that I don't think that we can <laughs> expect anything in the top 15 anymore from Ponzinibbio, dude. I know Morono, he's legit and all, but he's also like, how do you guys say that borderline top 15 uh, in the UFC, you know? And I feel like Ponzinibbio is around that place as well, and I don't see him getting a lot higher at this moment anymore. It's just sad that he was uh, had that bacteria which got him injured for a long time. He came back. He lost his last two fights, split decisions. Now we got a win, a come from behind win. Good for him, man. I'm happy for him. He's a good dude. Uh, I always like Ponzinibbio. Good for him. I, I respect to Morono, man. Taking this fight four days notice, uh, 180 catch weight, making that catch weight, doing what he had to do. All respect to him, you know. Yeah, I agree with that. Um Morrow got Raiders put points for sure. He looked good, man. He looked good. Uh thank God Lawler pulled out. Probably a more exciting fight, right? Switch from uh my Olympic Morrow was almost worth it. Yeah, and I mean he almost won the fight. He was two minutes away from winning. Any Brown Ponzi would be a good fight. I was dating the Octron after the Ponzi KO. I don't know. I guess he just liked the fight a lot. I think he really enjoyed the fight, breaking the top 15 for sure. Yeah, it'd be, it'd be a good fight. I, I wouldn't mind that. Um, next fight here, Drikas Duplessis de defeats uh, Daratel third on submission. Give my boy Marcus credit here. He won like, I think he won like 10K, right, Marcus? I, I don't know if you're in the chat right now, but you posted your tickets. So nice job, man. I mean, me and Marcus have been talking about this fight for months. I was super confident in, in Duplessis winning. 10-8 um, first round, Marcel. 10-8. You started to sweat, dude, in the second round. <laughs> I was sweating in the second round. I was because, you know, he started getting tired. Here's the thing. He's weird, though, right? Because, like, yeah. it's like he gets tired in the second round, but the third round, this guy comes out in his fights looking better than ever. Like, that fight with uh, Brad Tavares, he won the third round. And now against Darren Till. I mean, I don't know if this guy's going to be a champ, you know, because I I don't know if he is at that level, but of, like, a prayer or at a assignment. But I think he's very good. He's definitely top 10. Darren Till is just overrated, man. I mean, he's lost five of six. He shouldn't have beat Wonderboy. He really should be losing six of seven. His best win is Donald Cerrone. I mean, this guy, or Kelvin Gaston, like gas, but he barely won that fight. He's just an overrated fighter, Marcel. I, he is. You know, I'm sorry, but he is. That's what uh, my boy Marcus is saying. I'm just surprised how many people actually were confident until winning this fight. I really am. Like, there was just nothing to like about him here. And, yeah, the quick tap. I mean, he did the same thing as Brunson, didn't he? Like, it was like a quick tap. He didn't really fight it. Any any thoughts on this one? I mean, Duplessis yeah. is good, but give me your thoughts. First round, a clear win for, uh, for Duplessis, the first round. I mean, it was uh, people were saying like it's a 10-8, but Darren Till came back in the last yeah, it's a 10-9. But thing, right? I was yeah. like, I was like, I felt like it was close to a 10-7. <laughs> he came back to so make it a 10-8. So <laughs> I had it still a 10-8. Second round, I think Diplassi again, his cardio is, isn't that great. You know, he gasses after five minutes. And uh until brought it to him, Till won the second round, in my opinion. Uh 20 that was at that moment it was i think 1918 or he tied it up 1919 or whatever you know third round let's be honest man Drikas might be fortunate that darren till doesn't have a ground game you know because he could take him down whenever he wanted and he got a perfect time takedown got right into the mount 
choked him out. Darren Till didn't even fall. I think Darren Till was super gassed as well. He was also kind of done. Um, yeah, good win for Duplessis, man. But I'm really hesitant to, for him to see him against a top 10 guy because I feel like he needs he needs better cardio, you know, against these yeah. guys. Because if you go against a Sean Strickland, if you go against a Jared Cannonier, um, was, uh, even a Jack Hermanson, who is, uh, I think, still above him, if you go against these guys, you need a better cardio, dude, or you have to put them put them away in the first round. But you need a better cardio because, and that's why it's so crazy. He won against Brett Tavares in the third round, like you said, because Brett normally wins the third round, and Brett didn't win the third round against Deep Plessy. So, um, yeah, I don't know. He he is a talent, you know. We can see him come far, but I'm still not convinced. But I think he is a good, very good fighter. So let's hope his cardio is getting better. I think if his cardio is getting better, he can go come very far in the UFC, you know. This guy's saying, glad you're finally being awesome about your negative feelings about Danny. It's always obvious to be holding grudge against him. I mean, I hope you're not talking about me because I didn't say anything. I think you're talking about I said Stalin, something. Right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, do you have it? Do you, do you not, do you dislike him or Marcel? The thing is, like, it, I, I pretty much said it, you know? Yeah. You're when pretty he critical. came, yeah. When he came into the UFC, you know, he did a lot of good things for the sport, you know? I, I, I haven't forgot that. But at a certain moment, you know, when you're getting, when you're, Somewhere, sometimes when you are too long there, you know, you get more power, you got more money, your boundaries are kind of getting diff more different, you know, and it's not always a good thing. So I don't say that I don't hate him or whatever, but I don't like him in this position anymore. You know, yeah. I think he's making weird decisions, bad no. decisions for the company, bad decisions yeah. for a sport. And that's what I said. So it's like if David says, like, you're a new fan and you like him. That's okay because when I became a fan of the U of MMA and watched the UFC, I liked him as well in the beginning. Yeah. You know, I thought he is he's 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 straight to the point. Uh, he he says whatever he wants, he does it, and he's cool. I thought, you know, but believe me, if you're gonna follow the sport for ten years more, and he's still here in ten years, being the UFC president, you're gonna dislike him as well. You know, yeah. I literally speak to. Fans who were watching longer the sport and fans who were just watching the sport. And most fans who are just watching the sport, there's nothing wrong with it, really like Dana White. There's nothing wrong with it, you know? It's your opinion, that's okay. But fans who have been longer in the sport have seen more things, probably, and don't like what they see, you know? Well, he, he, told, he told Brian Okamoto, like, he doesn't know how much longer he's going to be the president. So, I mean, that's something... Yeah, but how long he did... For how long he did... I don't know, that. maybe... He's still maybe, here. Maybe the end of the decade. I don't know. Yeah. Like, it could be another 10 but, years. Never but, know. but to reply to David... I understand what he means, you know, and yeah. it's just it's just my opinion, you know. I, I don't say you you, well, here's, you the, here's what David said. Yeah. He said new fans like myself appreciate him after a lifetime of weak sports commissioners. I love him in the way he keeps the UFC machine going. He always acts like a dictator, I don't care. That's fair. Yeah, okay, that's not, fair. Both you know? of you guys can have your opinion, you know. Let's, yeah, let's all, for sure. let's all do respectfully. All right. Was the first round 10 8? I think so, in that Drake's fight. It, but again, that the comeback in the last minute, you could have given the 10 9 too. I think either one's fine. Crazy thing, Strickland finishes Jukis in the five rounder. I, I would favor Strickland because of the cardio. Me too. Uh, yeah, I agree, Marcus. His striking, his striking looked a little not great. It didn't look amazing in this fight, but the ground game is his ground game looked dominant, right? Like, but again, I remember I talked about this last week. I'm like, why is still at middleweight? Like, he's a welterweight. Even Drake has said this after the fight. He's like, I think Darren should move down. Not true. Daniel's priority is the best, and not care at all. He lies. I care that he makes the fights that he made and grows the sport. All right, bro. I mean. <laughs> I got Dana. Where is he? He's right here. There's, there he is. Dana's right there, man. So he, he could see you guys. All right, let's go to the next fight here. Um, Ilya Tapur, we both called him. Marcel defeats uh, Bryce Mitchell. Didn't think he submitted him. I mean, that's amazing. So yeah, we've talked about this, though. Like, this guy's a future champ, you know? I, I love him. Any quick thoughts on this? Yeah, I picked him by knockout in the first round, you yeah. know, because I was thinking, like, his, his stand-up game is much better than Bryce. And I was kind of surprised that so many people were like, oh, Bryce is going to win this. Easy easy money for Bryce. Like, you guys haven't seen Tapuria fight before, you know? It's like, I thought it would have been more competitive, not going to lie. Bryce, some people gave the, the first round to Bryce, which doesn't make sense to me. I know he got the takedown late, but I think Tapuria did a lot more in the first round. Second round, uh, Tapuria... Yeah, he finished him, man, and he, he did look good. And he actually, I think that's this is a breakout performance for Ilya in the U.S., you know? I think many, I can call myself a hardcore fan, many hardcore oh, yeah. fans uh, already knew about him, but a lot of hardcore fans 
didn't and were really high on Bryce. Obviously, with that twister submission they've seen and uh, against the domination he had against Barbosa, I understand that. And Topuria showed, man, that he is really good, you know. And um, I feel like kind of he is kind of the star of of the card, you know, uh, last Saturday. Many people saw it that way. And uh, yeah, watch me so. He's really he's good. really fucking good, dude. Which we already knew. I mean, we we liked him for a long time. He's he's mm. great. I do think he can be a champion in the UFC. I think he's that good. And I told his manager, Malky Callaway, follows me. By the way, Malky was uh, both guys. He's, he's both guys' manager. So he's like, oh, man, it sucks when your two guys fight each other. But, you know, it was an important fight in the division. Um, mm. But I told Malky a few months. Remember that fight with Jai Herbert? I'm like, why is this dude at lightweight? Like, this is not a good weight class. And then Malky and Abe went after me a little bit on Twitter. And I was like, whatever, guys. I'm like, he's going to be a champ at 145. Send him back down. And then two months later, or whatever, six months later, he's he's fighting at, uh, at 145. Tapiri is the guy to throw in bulk. I mean, he might be. He's fucking good. Last time we see Ilya and Patty on the card, the UFC will never book this fight. They will never book this fight. <laughs> Ilya would take his soul. Don't you think, Marcel? Dude. I the fight mean, wouldn't even be close, honestly. No. I don't care what the and, class. And Ilya's much, much shorter, you know. But He would just take him down and beat him <laughs> off. He would, he would finish Patty. I have no doubt in my mind. He's, he's, he's a stud. This guy is 5-0 now in the UFC with four straight finishes. He is phenomenal. I love him. All right, go to the prelims here. Let's go through the prelims quick, Marcel. Um, Raul Rosas Jr. defeats uh, Jay Perrin. You know, I'm, I'm not surprised he won. The fact he submitted him in the neck crank in the first is very impressive. 18 years old. Guy is a, kind of a joker, too. I mean, this dude is uh, is going to be a good fighter for many years to come. Um, it's too soon to say if he'll be like a contender, obviously. He's, he's super young. He's 18. But Marcel, it looks like he's going to be a 135er in the UFC for many years. He'll probably be in the UFC for a decade. Any, any thoughts? Yeah, maybe even longer. He um, might be in the UFC for 20 years. It's possible. Yeah. Like crazy right yeah he's 18. i mean he's a really he looked really good you know great. against jay Perrin. i gotta say about jay Perrin, man uh i really like jay but jay really got to get the got the fans led to him you know yeah. on twitter and, and stuff he you did. know i i understand that it's nasty when you get horrible dms and whatever you know but he, he really got riled up you know and also against rosas rosas didn't do shit to him honestly and he got super riled up in the weigh-ins and uh, I think he said something like, I break your jaw. And Rosa said, like, do it to your 0 and 2. So <laughs> I, I don't know. And after after the fight, uh, Rosa went to him to shake his hand and ever. So, I mean, yeah, but uh, just a good win for Rosas, you know. Uh, debut in first round submission. What can you do more, you know? And I'm happy for the dude. He got 50K. Everybody got 50K with a finish. So, yeah. Yeah, that was nice of Dana to do that. We'll say that. I mean, you're, you know, you want to talk about the bad stuff, but let's let's give him some credit here. He didn't have to do that. And it was nice of him. Right? It's kind of like a Christmas gift or, yeah. or something like that. Um, I, I'm with you on that. See, <sighs> um, see, I can say something good there, about Dana. There you well. Say something nice. There you go. <laughs> um, yeah, he looked great. Um, Raul Rosas Jr. is the it factor. Solid enemy fire finishing fights. The performance in the microphone is super good. I can't drink a beer and he's fighting the UFC. How crazy is that? Eh? Like, it's someone's going to give him one on the way out of the octagon. Like, they do the time. Oh, yeah. You got to be 21 over there, right? <laughs> yeah, you do. Yeah. Canada, I think it's 19, I want to say. Over here, it's 18. Sure, pretty sure I had my first beer before that. Although, I don't, yeah. I don't really drink that much anymore, anyways. Um, though, my 20 is a different story. <laughs> <laughs> Yorzino Rosenstrike knocks out Chris Dawkins. Talked about last week. I mean, why is Chris a, a heavyweight? He's not a heavyweight. Um, Three straight knockout losses for Chris Dawkins, man. He came in the UFC, four straight knockout wins, looked like a contender, and he's just getting destroyed now. Him and his brother both need to take a long time off, I think, right now, Marcel. They need to get back in the gym and figure out their, what they want to do with their careers because they're both getting, like, combined five straight knockout losses between the two of them. It's stuck, yeah, It's crazy. Crazy, right? Like, they're both looking amazing at, for at times, and... I don't know. I, 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 I still think they're. I still think they're very talented. You know, they are yeah. talented, Marcel, but they're. I don't know if they're like contender level, obviously, right? Mm. Um, good for Biggie Boy. Your 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 guy wins again. Yeah, not uh, didn't pull the frozen strike this time. So uh, yeah. So funny, so funny. Um, next fight here, Edmund Shabazi knocks out Dalcha Logan Blue. I mean, honestly, no surprise here. Dalcha's not good. Dalcha's getting cut. I'm pretty sure his record in the UFC is two and five. He's getting cut. Good for Edmund, gets that win. Needed the win. Again, we, we kind of forget Marcel. He's only 25. You know, he's so young. Five and three now in the UFC. Quick thoughts on his performance. And he looked good. Yeah, man. And you see that now he has, uh, he, he left Glendale Fight Club alongside with his brother. He's now at Extreme Couture. I think his brother's at the American Kickboxing Academy. By the way, that's uh, his first bonus in the UFC. He didn't get one for knocking out Brad Tavares with that head kick. That's crazy. crazy. That's crazy. Yeah. That's crazy. Uh, Go ahead. 
I mean, good for him. He also, uh, I think uh, he was managed by Ronda before. Now he's managed by Dominus, by Ali. Sorry, so, that's funny. He managed by Ronda. <laughs> yeah, Ronda was his manager, I think. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, but good for him, man. You know, he he's now at Extreme Couture and the BK MMA, you know. So, uh, and he looked better, I think. You know, he always had that cardio issue. You know, after after one after five minutes, he was pretty much gone with his cardio. That was his biggest issue. He looks solid, man. He got the finish in the second round. I'm happy for him. You know, he's uh, he's he's a good guy. I've, I'm talking to his brother sometimes. Mm -hmm. Really good guys. Um, I know his brother was really upset about the last fight when uh, Edmund was in his corner, and that's why they left. So um, yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, no, good for them. I'm happy for him too. He's a, he's a I, I like him. You know, trained two bars in different camps. No, no, not here. at all. No, not at all. <laughs> Chris Curtis, that there's an upset. There's only uh Chris Curtis was the only upset, I think, on the whole card. Isn't that crazy? And then I, well, TJ Brown was actually close to the favorite. Um that in the draw. So yeah, I mean it was mostly a chalk card, which I said last week it would be. Chris Curtis though does get the win. Buckley won the first round, then Curtis knocks him on the second. Another knockout loss for Buckley, another knockout win for Curtis. Should have seen it coming, right? <laughs> Any quick thoughts on this one? Yeah, man, I think Buckley did look really good early on in the fight, you know. But, uh, you know, Chris Curtis has that knockout power, and I feel like yeah. he knocked him out twice. Yeah. He knocked him out on the ground, then he knocked, then he, uh, then he hit him again. He woke up, and then he knocked him out again. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> Who was yeah. the ref in that fight? I got to check. Uh, Jason Herzog. Yeah, uh, it's a tough spot for him, but I, I do think he went out twice, too. <laughs> but good for him, eh? Good, good work, yeah, for, for, for sure. I, listen, man, Chris... Uh, he always say I'm super petty, and we can see that on Twitter against, uh, for example, against uh, what's his name again? Uh, uh, against Jack Hermanson, you know, he was still uh, super petty last week when Delitza uh, won against him. He tried to rub it in, but on the other hand, I always like Chris Curtis, man. I feel like he came too late in the UFC, also thanks to a certain someone who didn't give him a contract. But uh, I, I think he deserved it after the Dana White contender series win against, I think Ryan Lilly. He defeated with a hook kick, right? Um, I think he actually he he uh, retired twice, right, and then came back on the same night uh, to fight uh, Ray Cooper and PFL. I remember. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah, I'm happy for him. You know, he's he's a good fighter, um, and uh, he he pretty much turned his his career around, man. When he came into right. the UFC, and uh, very yeah. fun fighter to watch as well. You know, I so, agree. Yeah. I mean, I've always liked him, and and he's yeah. he's really did well in the UFC. A uh, couple other fights. We'll just go through the, the, the rest of the prelims really quick. Billy Quartel comes back after losing the first round to Hernandez and Alexander Hernandez and gets the win in the second round. You jinx Alexander Hernandez. I did because I thought he looked great in that first round. But then he got <laughs> out. The, the weight cut was obviously too much. I, I, the pace. I mean, I expected Quartel to win. I was just surprised how good Hernandez looked. Um, TJ Brown looked great. Well, let me, yeah, okay, uh, sure. Yeah, give yeah. your thoughts. So why you tweeted that out, man? I was. <laughs> I, I felt. The exact same way, and I was like, "No, I'm not going to tweet that." But because what if he uh, got a momentum shift in the second round? And, yeah, and it happened, you know. And I was like, "Oh my god, I tweeted!" And I'm looking at and people out of you like, "Bro, you jinxed it." I know. I saw the <laughs> tweets. I know, and they're not wrong either. It's like when I talked about the Rob Font and Cheeto Vera fight, and I was like, "Man, Rob Font looks amazing because he did," and then he gets yeah. dropped and then loses. Like, so it happens sometimes. Mm -hmm. uh, what's up, Joe? Glad to have you here, man. You think Gankanine Kinnair was the best for his career? Maybe. I mean, Curtis has done well since then, so probably. Yeah. Uh, TJ Brown looked good. Marcel against Eric Silva, he even did. without James Krause's corner, gets the third round submission. Again, Eric Silva too old. Like that's what I was worried about. Thirty five years old, um, pretty old for a debut. Cameron Simon gets the win over Stephen Kozlov. I thought Kozlov looked really good early on. Got tired, obviously, as the fight went on. I do think Kozlov's better than I thought, though. I mean, his grappling's really good. You know, it's definitely good. I think the illegal knee. I, I honestly think the guy should take in the DQ. I really think he should have. What do you think, Mike? We were in a discussion of this one. You think he should have taken the DQ? No. I think, right I think, and I said it also in the Discord, uh, in James's Discord, and people didn't agree with me, but that's okay. I felt like he clearly hit him in the face, yeah, and Coslo reacted like I got hit. He wanted to continue, and then he was like, fuck, I got hit in my face while I was knee down. Down. You know? Yep. So... For me, he was overplaying it. Obviously, he was hit, but he was overdoing it, in my opinion. And you could saying. see, 
and you could see it and uh, if you look at not re in, in replay but in real time you could see what what i'm saying right now you know i so, think it was a pretty brutal uh, knee man i mean he was, it, it was. hands and knees dude like it, it's beyond illegal and for the guy to say like it wasn't my intention like what was your intention then but, like you threw the knee bro it was clearly it, intended to hit the guy of, of course and it was a brutal knee but brutal. i felt like i felt like that he was still with the senses you know he felt the knee he wanted to continue and then he was like fuck this is an illegal thing let's <laughs> buckle let's let's uh how do you say that curl up you know yeah. but he continued so i have yeah. respect for that you know he took his time he took the time he, he actually took shorter time than he than he could have taken so i respect that um and simon he finished the fight and i think yeah he needed to finish the fight i think one judge had a one one other yeah. judge had it uh two to zero for Coslo. Minus the point deduction, so he had to he had he had to uh, to stop the fight with the stop when with the stoppage. Yeah, and Coslo and Ravens and my both underdogs scream for the quit the fight. Ravens won. That's a good pick. <laughs> Whose stock do you think dropped most at two eighty two? Darren Tills. Um, uh, let's see, Jay Perrin. He's going to get cut, I think. Chris Dawkins. I mean, his stock. Dalcher's getting cut. Eric Silva, I mean, he didn't look very good either. So I guess those guys, I, I don't Alexander know. Alexander Hernandez. Yeah, because he looked good after the first, but that, that weight cut to 145 is hard. <sighs> Anyways, I think that's, I, I mean, I, I, I'm pretty good talking about this card now. Like, I've got, I think I've got my emotion out of me because we want to talk about it. I think you did too. Yeah. Anything else you want to say or talk about Belter really quick before we get out of here? Any, anything else? No, I'm good. Okay. We're going to go through Belter really quick, guys. We'll talk about this awful scorecard quickly. 50-45 is how tells us bad. I, mean, I think you can go 48-47 either way in this fight. It comes down to who you score the second round to. I, I, I think it was a close fight. I have no problem with Stotts winning. He, he looked pretty good. Um, it was a, it was a it wasn't it wasn't the greatest fight. You know, it really wasn't. But he got the win. Any any quick thoughts on Stotts and Sabatello? Yeah, I, I, I got to act like Sabatello here. 48-47 um, could have gone either way. I think Stotts won the fight 48-47, but it's good. Danny Sabatello doesn't give a fuck what I think. Um, but yeah, I think Stotts won the fight. I think he won the fight 48-47. It was a close fight. 50-45 um, is ridiculous. You know, <laughs> I mean, what can you do? But uh, yeah, close fight like I expected. You know, I, I thought that Sabatello looked good with his takedowns. You know, he, he kind of controls sometimes Stotts on, Stotts on the ground, which I... I knew he was going to try it, but I didn't expect him to have so much success with it. You know, I thought Stotts and Stotts still won the fight. You know, he did more damage, in my opinion. He, he looked good. Yeah. Um, fun. I mean, I wouldn't say super fun fight, but fun fight if it comes to equ equally skilled, if, if it comes to the ground. But I think Stotts' stand up is better than Sabatello's. But it was a good fight. And I think, man, many people love to hate on Sabatello, but we should be uh actually praising him dude he was like a, a wild card wild card fighter in this one you know yeah. came into the came to, into bellator on super short notice in his debut against brad johns defeated brad johns horrible weight cut he had he still defeated him and i think ufc the ufc should have got to take him when when he fought in the contender series you know yeah. he's maybe not the most fun guy to watch but he was also been a guy who loves to talk trash and the ufc would have sell a lot of fights with him, yep. I think, yep. even when he's not really eventful to watch. But he, he got a he got this uh, crazy persona with him, with which is uh, which is what really appeals to people. So, yeah, no, I, I agree with you on that. A um, couple other fights. This Carmouche wins again. We both called that. We predicted yeah. that. Patchy Mix gets the win. He looked great. I mean, this guy is just he's killing it right now. Marcel, he's looking great. Bro, we go ahead. This dude fought first Kyoji Horiguchi. Magomed, Magomedov, he beat both, and now he's fighting Stotts. This yeah. dude has like the most difficult road to the final, and he made it, you know. Yeah, and he's also winning in life. He's dating Tatiana Suarez. I know. So, I, that's what I'm I saying. Mean, this guy's doing great, man. He's, he's going it, dude. Good for him, man. Um, yeah, I, I, he's a really good fighter, man. I don't know why the UFC never signed him. I mean, he's really good. It's a great yeah. signing by Bellator. Awesome signing by them. Dalton Ross looked good. 
I mean, there's some decent fights. By the way, the Chris Spence, the only guy walked up to the Pokemon theme song. I mean, that is one of the best walk-up songs I've ever seen. Marissa. Can you believe that shit? I can't believe it. He's a, he's a, he's a fun dude. I was like on Twitter when uh, fun, he, was, he was supposed to fight Robin van Rosemal and then van Rosemal yeah, yeah, yeah. had to pull out because he was too, too, he weighed in too, too heavy. Yeah. And then he was like something like, oh, I can't stand those Dutch guys or whatever. You know, he was right. And I was like, excuse me? <laughs> what are you talking about and he's like no 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 i should have rephrased that it's like oh no problem man i was just kidding no. that's funny that's funny no he he, he looked good uh, i thought he won that fight for sure it was split but i thought he won yeah. kaikamaka looked good i called him winning lombardo we both called a dog there were some upsets though i like uh pat downey guy got brutally knocked out oh, like, man. minus, cool. minus 2500 yeah. how the fuck was this guy minus 2500 like this guy had no experience that's crazy um jared scoggins lost as a dog there was uh carl crutchmer's dog didn't denise keelholtz do you think she won her fight, Denise? Ah, man, close fight, you know. I mean, many yeah. people were calling robbery in the Netherlands, but, you know, no. uh, I, I always try to look at it from a from a neutral perspective, and I think I think Ilara Joanne didn't give Denise Kielholz the respect she expected her to get, you know, in the yeah, stand-up. Yeah. And I think it could have gone both ways. And I think the Denise tried to take down, but she got reversed, and I think that's also a thing that played in mind of the, of the judges. I think could have gone her way, could have gone Joanne's way, just very unfortunate for Denise. She has three losses now in a row, but uh, I don't think it was a robbery. I think it was a close close fight and could have gone either way. So that's fair. All right. Um, I think we're good for this one, guys. We're going to start a new podcast. We'll do the UFC Vegas 66 preview. Um, Marcel, you can follow on, on Twitter, Instagram, Big Marcel24. I'll just plug it for you, Marcel. Me, Aaron Adam Martin, podcasting.com. Like, share, subscribe, tell your friends about it. Uh, we're going to start the new podcast up, guys. Uh, if you aren't going to join us for that one, we'll be back next week to, to recap the UFC Vegas 66. Just bear with me for a moment. I'll set up the new podcast for uh, for the for the uh, UFC Vegas 66 preview, and we'll talk to you guys in about two or three minutes. Peace.